Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the In The Mixer podcast. We are once again down to a two-man, well a duet if you will. Uh, Michael isn't here today, unfortunately, um, due to other arrangements. I'm here with Elias though, so say hello Elias. Hello Elias. Every time. doesn't. It's never funny, it's never funny. I know, it's just that's annoying, why I keep doing it, yeah. Okay, um, how are you? Uh, hungover. <laughs> Hungover, it's just ready for an episode yeah. of a podcast that needs to be recorded. Always, always. Um, yeah, sorry we're a day late, but we're gonna talk about. We're probably gonna not talk about the Champions League game that's gonna happen tonight, which is Real Madrid Bayern Munich. Because by the time it's out, you would have known the result, and that would be completely pointless. And everything we say, we could just look foolish. Um, but we are gonna start with the Premier League because. The only thing that matters in the Premier League at the moment is the relegation sort of battle, really. Not Unless you're mm. really trying to get top four. Yeah. That. Um, but that's the main sort of attraction. So we're going to start on the South Coast. Southampton 2, Bournemouth 1. The Derby. And the, <laughs> the Derby, quote unquote. But this game, goodness me, hasn't it just opened the doors? The gulfs of hell. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's blown wide open, isn't it, really? Yeah, uh, yeah, I really don't know how he's gonna go. Uh, it's it's between uh, Swansea, Huddersfield, and Southampton there, right? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd... close. Well, Huddersfield are are a few points ahead, uh, depending what Stoke do in the last two games. But it's, I really don't see Stoke coming up with anything interesting. Hmm. Hmm. They did. They did draw with Liverpool. Away from home, uh, Lambert was still only one win, but they've they've like they've drawn a lot of games since he's came in. Um, but they do play Palace and Swansea in the last two games of the season, so winnable for Stoke. But back to the Southampton game, this win it wasn't really unexpected, was it? Because Bournemouth are very much sort of like Watford at the moment; they're sort of definitely going to finish mid-table, not really much else to play for. And Southampton took full advantage of that. And um, what, do you think this win is going to? do much for Southampton in terms of actual momentum or do you think this is just um, you know because they've shown it before with their going two goals up against Chelsea and dropping that um, what sort of what sort of momentum are they going to gain what sort of mindset is this uh, this win going to put on those players well uh, according to Tadic after the game and the, the post-match in- interview that he feels like they've now got a manager that they can actually like they they're allowed to play football and they got some new ideas and they got new energy um and stuff like that he just listed a lot of things uh, and mm. of course he scored both goals uh, they need individual players to just step up and do that little extra that that needs to be done to stay up in the premier league but like i mean two pretty weird goals I, I feel <laughs> one one toe poke and one completely like counter that shouldn't happen in the Premier League. It shouldn't happen in football in general. A counter not like a that. nil nil. No, no, it's just like two v one in. I I don't get how like how that happened in the twenty fifth minute, but that's perhaps that discipline. I was like Bournemouth, perhaps not really being up for. Yeah, you know their season's almost over now. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a weird one, um, but of course they're gonna stay up with. A minimum of thirty-eight points. So, mm. it's a it's a weird season. This isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's it's so strange. But let's let's not forget Bournemouth, pretty pretty small club uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, another good season for them, a solid season. I mean, you hate them, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily because of the football they play. Just because they're always they're now that new sort of um, them and Watford are sort of the team that are always going to be in the mid table. Not really. I think it's the lack of ambition almost. But then how much ambition can you have as Bournemouth? I don't know. Um, we'll move on to the, yeah that Liverpool game. Liverpool nil, Stoke nil. Salah playing the entire game, which was a interesting one considering they have that second leg. But who knows? That's technically all over, according to some people. But Stoke, yeah, like I said, they play Palace and Swansea, although perhaps Palace isn't <laughs> particularly a, a nice-looking game now after this weekend. But if they do beat Swansea and get a point at Palace, four points, where does that put them in the table? Or do they have to win both of those to even have a chance of staying up? So Stoke are on uh, 30 points now, uh, and Swansea are on 33. So it's a, um, mm. but, but I think Stoke has got better... No, they haven't. 
um, they, they got the worst <laughs> the goal difference in the league. I <laughs> just looked. Mm. Uh, oh, nice. Minus 33, uh, and Swansea got minus 25. So even if they win one of those games, they are not staying above um, the Swansea if they don't take another point. Mm. Well, they do play Swansea in the last third season, so if they smash them like by a lot of goals, that goal difference swings around. Tell me who's going to score all those goals, Phil. <laughs> Well, it won't be Jesse Rodriguez because he's been sent back on to PSG, I think. Yep. Oh, goodness me. Um, or something like that. Um, yeah, a Liverpool performance that I, I think we can sum up as got a game, <laughs> you know, on th- on Wednesday that's more important. It's like connectors in that. In like, just lines in between the words. I feel like that was a long yeah. word. That's one. That is one word. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Liverpool. Loving Premier League football at the moment. Klopp didn't shake the linesman's hand. I feel like we just want to slate Klopp on this show because, to be honest, yeah. he's arrogant and annoying. But yeah, didn't shake the referee's hand. Although, to be fair, they should have had a blatant penalty. They should have had a penalty, yeah. <laughs> they, like, as I, I tweeted off the game, that Stoke have really stolen a point here because, <laughs> yeah, that, that linesman, I, how he didn't see that handball... Uh, and the way the way that Peters is like dragging his hand towards the ball as well it, mm. is so blatant, and maybe even <laughs> maybe even um, a referee should have seen that <laughs> because it was literally so blatant. Blatant. So if you haven't seen that, go and check it out. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, life life for Stoke. Liverpool don't really care about the Premier League at the moment. They're probably going to get top four. Probably going to win the Champions League. Um, although that top four place could be in question next week. Is it next week they play Chelsea? Um, I should know this. I yes, think it's it is. I yeah. think it's next yeah. weekend. It's away to Chelsea, yeah. If Chelsea win that, puts the cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's only one point then. Yeah, uh, and with Liverpool with a possible Champions League final coming up. Well, well, it's not even one point. They're going to be on the same points if Chelsea win the game in hand. Mm. <clears throat> so there you go. So there you go. Um, speaking of Chelsea, beat Swansea and an important win in that drive. Um, Conte, I mean, the Conte thing now is is getting crazy. We'll talk about Swansea in a second, but the Conte thing now. I was just thinking about this. Apparently, Mancini's taking the Italy job. Mm-hmm. Um, Gattuso obviously signed at AC Milan. Where's if Conte does leave Chelsea? Where's he going to go? He might just. They might just. He might just decide to stay. I mean, you said that yeah, a couple of weeks I, ago. I, that I you think, think he's going to stay. Yeah, now. I think he's going to stay. I don't see a point in letting him go if he like. I, of course, he probably wants to go, uh, <laughs> yeah. the way he's been speaking about it, but I I still feel like he's probably the best we can get. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't see any other manager that could like do a... So, like, it's, it's not a bad job he's done this season, he's just, he's just a bit unlucky with the players that <laughs> has been signed to the yeah. club and their performances, and I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I still don't think he's done a bad job, Like, even though we may not even get... Champions League this this season, um, but yeah, like the the only thing I could see is uh, Allegri taking another job and he go, him going back to Juventus. That's probably the only way mm. I see him being in like a top job. If it just doesn't go Possibly. to Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would be interesting. And Wenger to Chelsea, do the no, old swap. No, that'd be nice. Be lovely, lovely. But Swansea now, even after Carvajal's absolutely fantastic start. Since coming in as manager, I mean, let's not forget how bad Swansea were. Um, it's only one point now, and with Southampton getting that win, if they do get a bit of momentum, Swansea in deep, deep trouble. Um, really need to start picking up, picking up points. And this is perhaps the, you know, where they've sort of hit this amazing form, and they're sort of still down there. It makes you wonder, like, what are those players thinking? Oh, we're playing so well, and we're not getting away from this, and sort of just resigning themselves to relegation almost i don't know yeah they 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 just need if they if they get one point they're staying up i think pretty much mm. uh ooh, against southampton a, so it's southampton at home is it going to be nerves or are they going to be able to pull through mm. this is it i think they i was watching them against chelsea they didn't particularly cause chelsea too many problems but it, they've got the au brothers up front which is nice um but they really haven't. You know, it's been a real problem replacing Lorente. Um, they haven't got those. You know, they tried to get Bonnie in, and they've not really got that out-and-out goal scorer who's going to score them the goals to fire him out of there. And now the performance is. Dra- it's going to be really tough for them to get results against 
you know, a Southampton team that's going to be mega up for it. And then Stoke on the last day of the season, who, as Liverpool showed, are incredibly difficult to score against. Um, do you think Do you think they'll stay up? I mean, leaving the bias that we love Carvajal out of it, um, do you think they've got enough? I mean, of course I want them to stay up. Uh, I do like Swansea. Well, they're playing uh, Bournemouth away, I think. Uh, mm. on Saturday and uh, then the Southampton game and then Stoke so like it's it's all up to them really uh, Bournemouth didn't look very good against Southampton so maybe Swansea can grab a point uh, mm. if they grab a point there then they pretty much only need one more point out of the two last games I think if Southampton doesn't go completely berserk and just win the two remaining games or the, yeah. the last remaining game um Against is it City they play last? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, actually. they're playing City City at home, uh, which, I mean, match fixing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. City have looked pretty good uh, since winning the league, but you never know. I mean, maybe they owe, they owe Mark Hughes a favour after he was their manager, of course. Yeah, it, you never know. And still, still, they got Southampton got Everton away uh, on Saturday as well. So, and Everton have been looking good there. During April, mm. uh, so mm, mm. yeah, I well, yeah, I, I think it's looking better for Swansea than it is for Southampton at this point. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see because hopefully they can. Because I mean, you saw Newcastle getting like going on that amazing run, four wins, and they're up to like mid table now. And you think Swansea have like been on a great run for ages, or have been playing a lot better, and then you look at their results, it's like oh, they've actually been dropping points here and there, and it's been like you know. I mean, I've said for a while now. I think Huddersfield will go down, and I'm probably I'm going to stand by that. Um, but I think Swansea do have to worry. You mentioned Everton there, though, Elias. Sam Allardyce up for Manager of the Month for April. Yep. Um, Everton. as well as <laughs> other managers, of course. Um, Saint Tossen getting another goal. Huddersfield, though, this was a game. I mean, Everton are weird because like they don't particularly play good football, but Allardyce is a manager that gets wins. And he did that against Huddersfield, and it's probably a game Huddersfield would have been looking to to win, considering the next three fixtures. They play Manchester City and Chelsea away, and then Arsenal at home in Wenger's last game. Realistically, they're getting zero points there. Yeah, um, and I like I don't see how that's a problem now. <laughs> this, this like ending the ending of the season because. I don't feel like a lot of Everton fans want uh, Allardyce still there. <laughs> uh, but they're looking... They can't finish... Well, they, if Newcastle win all the games, uh, they can finish 10th. But they can't finish like your bottom table or bottom half of the table. Uh, but it's just been such a weird season, like even for Everton. <laughs> so Yeah. It's been a lot, a lot of teams that have had really weird seasons. Mm. What do you think of Huddersfield? Because their goal difference is worse than Swansea's, worse than Southampton's, and they're only two, three points clear of the relegation zone. I, yeah, they they got quite yeah they got hard, hard fixtures left. Um, probably zero points, as you said. But thirty-five points. Mm. Well, Southampton get one more win and they're above them. Swansea get two draws, they're above them. Mm. So, you know, yeah, it's 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 all that like it's the Sw Swansea Southampton game that is going to decide it all. I think uh, because I don't see Southampton beating Everton, I don't see Southampton beating City. So it's either like it's either Southampton or well, it's it's them three really. Isn't it? I don't see Stoke yeah. getting above any of those teams. And uh, yeah, I I think I I personally think Southampton are going to go down. Ooh, big words, big words. Um, yeah. Well, the I mean that is that is what we wanted to hear. Southampton going down. That's Elias's. I'm going Huddersfield. He's going Southampton. We're agreeing on Stoke and West Brom, and we'll uh, come back to West Brom after this part. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Indemixer Show for updates about our podcast. Share your opinions in our polls, get stuck in with the latest news, and interact with us during ongoing games. As Tim Cahill very nicely put it, 
No money in this world could convince me to unfollow in the Mixer Show. It goes against everything I stand for. No chance. At In The Mixer Show on Twitter. Welcome back to part two of the In The Mixer podcast. I said we'd come back with West Brom and that's exactly where we're going to go. Well, not precisely. We're going to go to St. James's Park where West Brom were playing. Um, Darren Moore, also up for manager of the month, Elias. What a job he's done. West Brom, going to stay up surely now. Stop. <laughs> okay. I will stop. Um, but no, seriously, West Brom, I think if they'd lost this game, they would have been relegated. Um, no, not quite, but I mean, basically so. But they've given. Oh, no, no, sorry. Yeah, they would have been relegated if they lost this game. Um, but they didn't. They won. So that's <laughs> that's good. That's the opposite of losing. But yeah, um, West Brom, I mean, I don't want to say it again, but we said a lot. We spoke about it last week about why Pardew was there for so long. I don't think we need to be that about that again. Um, but it does. You think it does probably stand them in good stead for next season if they keep more in charge, maybe? Or do, I mean, do you think he deserves the uh, the reins next season if they indeed go down to the championship? Definitely think he should be offered a chance uh, a bit longer than he's had now, and the fans love him, uh, even though they're pretty much they're, they're going down. Like <laughs> there's no there's no way this thing up now. Um, mm. I like the the only things I've seen is like positives about him. And the fans love him, and that's what you need. Like in a manager, you need faith. Um, and if he can, if he can go in, into the championship and do a good job, um, possibly get them back up immediately, then yeah, I I I think yeah, I think it could be the right choice because I don't see mm. any like if you if you make a gamble and put somebody as a caretaker manager. And they do a really good job. I really think they deserve a chance. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's the right decision to keep him if they do. It's going to be tough, though, because, of course, when that relegation is announced, they're going to have a lot of players asking to leave. And th- so if he handles that well, he's also, you know, I imagine West Brom have a lot of, like a lot of clubs now. I mean, the managers don't particularly handle things like recruitment and ins and outs in terms of players. Um, he certainly seems to be, you know, a motivator and getting the best out the out the squad at this moment in time, and that's perhaps maybe enough. Like we've seen the likes of Neil Warnock doing it in the in the championship, that sort of thing. Not really a tactical masterclass, but getting his players up for it and um, pushing them on, and that could be beneficial. But it's going to be interesting because that's not an. E- I don't think it's easy for any manager who has an experience going down. I think it's you know such a, a brutal um, thing to happen and. You know the unrest it causes in your in your club. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see um, what comes of that, and if they do indeed give more the job next season. Uh, Burnley nil, Brighton nil. Michael wanted me to talk about the Sean Dyche pub, but I don't actually have the information <laughs> with me because that was very much his thing. Um, so we'll come on to that next week. But another nil nil. Um, you know Burnley always you know still exciting. I feel they need to like they need to start playing good football again like when they were on that ridiculous run like they were what? scoring some decent goals they were scoring some de- like okay it wasn't great football all of the time but the goals they were scoring were half decent and um Ashley Barnes has scored some incredible goals this season um but come on I mean I know they're I know they're trying to get that that top seven and they're against a, a tough Brighton side here um but oh, I want to see him go for it a bit, you know, stick old, stick free up front sort of thing. Yeah, get Barnes out of the team because of the, uh, <coughs> a, a word. <laughs> uh, I, I can't oh, get be- I can't get behind Ashley Barnes even if he's scoring nice goals because he tried to break Nemanja Matic's leg uh, last season, so I can't can't get behind him. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I can't agree with them playing great football <laughs> like ever this season, even though they went on their run, but. But I'm I'm liking the way this team is is looking um, and what they can build out of it. Uh, of course, they got two great keepers now. Uh, they need some some more like squad depth. I think. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Possibly like. I don't know. They, Tarkovsky is good. Ben Mee is good. Uh, Mee has been injured for a while now. I think. Or is he dropped? I, I can't. Uh, me, I think they're sort of rotate because I think Long came in for Tarkovsky for a bit, and I think they're now sort of rotating them almost. Yeah. So they've got three good centre backs there that the Dice trusts and uh, and likes. 
Yeah, uh, I yeah, I feel like they did just need to keep doing what they're doing, and I I feel like they've got got the players that they need to get in uh, to the squad the like thus far, and if they can continue to strengthen the squad, uh, Aaron Lennon was a great signing, I think, uh, for Burnley. If it's the style, uh, he's a crossing winger, he's not really a goal scoring winger, uh, and if they got Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, who are two target men, pretty much, then yeah, mm-hmm. that it works perfectly. They. They were very um, ambitious with getting uh, Enkidu from Tottenham, I think. Um, yeah. Also a similar style of player like Aaron Lennon. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're going for the right approach. Like, there's not many, like, it reminds me of uh, the Pulis era of Stoke uh, <laughs> a bit. And I didn't dislike that football. Like, I, they, you can, you can say, you can say it's uh, boring, but it's such, it's such rare it's so rare to see that kind of football these days that it kind of gets like a bit exotic <laughs> in a way, right. which uh, makes Tony Pulis a very exotic manager, which <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said. But <laughs> yeah. that's why he wears the cap all the time. He's keeping the sun out his eye. Yeah, I I just feel like it's it's nice to see a team like that in the Premier League again because he's kind of fallen out. Like everybody's going for this. Oh, let's play some tiki taka possession football, counter football, and just. Yeah, just get Route 1. <laughs> why not? Route 1, why not? Um, Sean Dyche, then, up a lot of people's manager of the year. Do you do you agree with the Sean Dyche manager of the year, or do you think Guardiola should be the <laughs> I don't think... One? No, I don't think Sean Dyche should get manager of the year. Uh, like, even though, oh, even though he's getting seventh. Um, it's worth a discussion, though, surely. Well, if he gets into Europe in, out of Arsenal, then yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. No, I... Mm. I kind I kind of just feel like the manager of the year should go to the team that has dominated the league since the start. Even if they spent a trillion pounds, it's they're still they're still like outmanaged the teams that they need to outmanage. Like even though the players mm. they have, so so I still think Guardiola should have it. He's gonna okay. break. He's, yeah, bro- he's broke so many records as well. So just feel like yeah. it's just appropriate. Well, we're definitely going to discuss that more when there's three of us. Um, I think. Um, but yeah, over to Brighton then. How are we talking about a nil-nil so much? Um, a good point for Brighton, you know, the last five games, it looked like they were going to get no points. They've got two out of them now, two precious points, which has put them five points clear. Um, so they'll be fine now, won't they? They'll, they'll be absolutely fine. They should be. Yeah. Above the likes of West Brom, uh, West Ham and Huddersfield, so they should be all right. Uh, Palace, absolutely dominating Leicester 5-0. Um, Mark Albrighton. With a great, <laughs> great red card. Yeah. Um, oh, it was lovely. I, I just feel like, I feel like, um, who did they have in goal? It was Hamer, wasn't it? I feel like he was going to get there, but Albright just taking matters into his own hands. Yeah, and got charged for, uh, by the FA for his uh, complaints when he got the red card as well. Uh, it was confirmed today, so not sure what oh, the no. extents of the uh, the uh, <laughs> the things he got from FA, but well, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure he used some very colourful language. Um, Palace definitely out of the relegation battle now. I think. Um, how good a job has Hodgson done? Do you think? Like, I mean, they, was it eight games at the start of the season? Zero goals, zero points. Mm-hmm. Just how good? A, how? I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to remember that, isn't it? Considering how good like Zaha has been. Yeah, and they're, such, they're probably going to get over yeah. the forty points, uh, like <laughs> threshold as well. So, yeah, you can't really like, like they, they might even get top half. And just saying yeah. that, imagine saying that after the first eight games, <laughs> that Palace were going to get top half with more than 40 points. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's been incredible. And uh, yeah, since Sars came back as well, they've got so many points. Um, and He's you, been unbelievable this season. Yeah, you, you just see how much he means to that team. And uh, of course, I keep raving on about Ruben off the cheek and you should go to the World Cup and stuff like that, but... He's also been really good when he's been playing uh, under Hodgson. So hopefully mm. uh, Conte or the next manager in line can see that and uh, actually can actually play for Chelsea one day. <laughs> yeah, especially as the centre of the midfield is a position you're currently struggling with. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but Hodgson, it's, diff- it's different coming in the middle of the season and you know turning a team around compared to Having a preseason, starting from start to finish. What do you think Hodgson's going to do next season? Do you think 
it's going to be just a sort of a, a kind of almost a Bournemouth season like this one, just sort of Palace just finishing mid-table? Or do you think it could be a bit anticlimactic and they could find themselves down there again come January next year? All depends on uh, what they're doing with uh, Saha and who they're going to replace him with if he does indeed leave. Uh, since I think City will look at to buy him and I feel like that's a bit... Hmm might be too big of a step for him. But um, mm. since Manchester United was definitely too big of a step for him. Uh, so yeah. I, I feel like it's the same there. They need a bit more squad depth. I feel like they got a good squad though. Um, yeah. They just need Hodgson the whole season. And I think he can do a good job. I, I think they'll be happy with uh, maybe 12th, 10th, something like that. Uh, but but I, I I still feel like Palace are an ambitious club, and of course that's why they brought in De Boer in the first place, uh, because they want to get like a bit of international recognition. They want a maybe well well a manager that I I don't want to say knows what he's doing, but he's 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 done it at a top level like in in the Netherlands. Uh, so let's bring him over and see what he can do in England. Of course, that didn't work out very well, uh, but but it's, it's it's showing ambition, just trying new stuff. And, yeah, uh, it's a good point. Of course, it didn't work out, as I said. And yeah, I don't know. Next season comes. Hopefully, they'll. Yeah, I I like Palace as a club, so hopefully they'll get mid table ish. Mm. Um, Claude Puel, on the other hand, apparently he's been having some bad things said about him. Um, some Leicester fans apparently aren't happy. I don't think it's particularly a large number of fans. I think that would be mad if the entire fan base wanted him out. Um, but after this 5-0, it makes you... I mean, it doesn't really make me wonder, but I think he's I think he's been brilliant. Um, I think you agree with me largely. Um, so, I mean, what, what are Leicester's... I mean, obviously they're ambitious. They won the Premier League, but they've got to be a little bit realistic, surely. Yeah, but they have been trying to uh, to become more ambitious as well mm. uh, with the signings they've done and like keeping on to uh, Maris and Vardy maybe even uh, maybe even was leaving before the season and Ianacho was a good like I still think think that Ianacho is a steal from City even though he hasn't had the best of seasons but we know what he can yeah. do in the Premier League. Um, I just I just feel like they should be a bit more patient because Puel is a good player manager like play management manager and they like they got they got a really young squad um Leicester so if they can bring in players like Ibora and more like experienced players uh, as they did <clears throat> they can bring like a good balance in the squad and I I can see it work out uh, I can see them definitely going for Europe, but they won't be top four next season either. And I, I still, even though they won this, uh, they won the league uh, a few seasons back. I still feel like it's it's too ambitious to aim for top four. Yeah, uh, from Leicester's point of view, and I like if you're a Leicester fan and you don't acknowledge that, I feel like you're just delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay in 2016 or whenever it was. Um, so you're you're of the agreement and Puel's doing a decent job. I mean, he's had a tough time, hasn't he, with the whole Mahrez thing? I mean, that really came out of nowhere. And See, I, you know, if yeah. that I as I, I've always said that I like Puel. I like his ideas. I like his football. Mm, I I think he's done a good job, but I think he could do. He could have done a better job because 44 points right now with uh, I think it's three games they have uh, to go. Uh, it's not super safe. Maybe the, like this season, it's it's pretty safe. Uh, but in an in a normal Premier League season, if you say like that, <laughs> uh, forty four points, it's like sixteenth, fifteenth. So, yeah. um, the, well, you can always like argue what what the extent of that forty four points would be in yeah in a normal season, like. Would forty-four points be equivalent of fifty plus in a normal season, or would it be more than that? Because um, you you never know how a season will pan out, and especially since yeah. there's a few teams that have a lot of points, and a a lot of teams that have li like little amounts of points, <laughs> then you never yeah, you, yeah. like you never know 
what it could have looked like if it was a normal season. Hmm. You have to remember as well how bad they were with Shakespeare. Yeah, there was talk about him getting relegated, and him, Hodgson, and Carver have really done great jobs. And it looks like one of them has a real chance of getting relegated, unfortunately. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what next season brings for Puel and Leicester. But him leaving now seems redonkulous. West Ham won Manchester City for West Ham. Just decided, I mean, they put up a good show in the first half, kind of. Um, but I mean. They're in with a chance of going down. I just think perhaps Huddersfield have a harder run in and, you know, Swansea and Southampton probably not looking at them as benchmarks. I think they'll be all right, but you can't say they're not down there. Yeah, they like they've got Leicester away. Leicester away can always, like you know, what Leicester have done at home to United during their, their winning season uh, and the season before that as well. Yeah. Uh, they got United uh, away, no, at home. Uh, and then they got Everton at home. It's all like all three games are like, losable. Well, if that's the word, <laughs> uh, they can lose all three games and they'll still be on thirty-five points. Which, to me, that yeah, it could definitely bring them down. And I, I don't, I, I feel like there's not enough talk about West Ham actually being in a position to go down. Uh, because they're on the same points as Huddersfield. Is that good for them or bad for them? Um, I feel like. Do you think that? Do you think the players think that too? They're sort of the players sort of aren't hearing that, so aren't as worried, and perhaps it's a little bit of you know not particularly worrying about it, not particularly trying, perhaps as hard as they should be. I don't know. Internally, I think they know. Um, they know what what what's what's at stake, um, but. This season has been overshadowed by the fact that the fans are like revolting against the club. So they, like, even though that's the main reason, really, um, that they're doing so badly, there hasn't really been that much talk over the last few months that West that West Ham are actually in a position to get relegated. It's always mm-hmm. been talk about yeah Southampton, Stoke, uh, West Brom, Huddersfield, Brighton, and Swansea. But West Ham over the last months they've had like an improvement. So. <laughs> Which, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it for a while now, and it's it's kind of worrying, because I didn't realize they were on thirty five points um, with three games to go. So, um, and and three pretty like decently hard games as well. Yeah. So it's kind of come as a surprise just like now <laughs> to me that they're still in the cont- contingents to um, contenders to go down. Hmm. Well, let's not forget they were against the the champions um, and they lost 4-1. I think they'll probably be good enough to get a couple of points. But who knows, it could go completely wrong for one team like West Ham and go completely right for someone like Southampton and Swansea. Like That's the way the Premier League goes sometimes. But Man City very much putting on a show. Um, Sterling let me down for a, a bet builder, which made me really upset. He missed like three one-on-ones. But uh, yeah, to City now, I think this is going to be pretty much them till the end of the season. Just... Messing about, scoring lots of goals, no pressure on their shoulders. You got three assists. Going to see some very good football. Three assists, no goals, Elias. <laughs> and when you bet on someone to score, assists don't count. Talking about somebody scoring, Aaron Cresswell scored a nice goal, and he was very happy about that. Was... That was very weird because they should have had a penalty. <laughs> now you, the penalty wasn't given, and then they scored the th- the free kick. He was so, like, I've never I've never seen a player that like smiling like he wasn't like overhyped. He was just like smiling. I scored a free kick. Like yeah, it's a good moment. <laughs> He's probably laughing at the fact that Edison definitely should have saved it. <laughs> nah, I don't know. It was a good, a good freaky. Mm, mm. Okay, well, that's the end of part three. We're going to round up the rest of the Premier League action and head into the Football League after this. Hey, guess what? The In The Mixer show now has a new YouTube channel where you can subscribe to listen to our podcast weekly as well as access exclusive content such as outtakes, previews, and us getting lost in Moscow. Bye! Welcome back to part three of the In The Mixer podcast. We're going to round up the rest of the Premier League action. Now, Manchester United 2, Arsenal 1. A very Arsene Wenger way to end his Old Trafford Manchester United-Arsenal rivalry. Um, presented with a, a trophy by Mourinho and Ferguson Elias. What What is your opinion on on this? Mutual respect. Mutual respect. Is it an Old Trafford Emirates Cup? Who who are Old who are Man United sponsored by Chevrolet the Chevrolet Trophy DHL the training 
Yeah, Chevrolet. Yeah, they could just like drive in on the pitch and just do some donuts <laughs> before the Give game. Them a free car. <laughs> Here's a free car. Here's a DHL. Oh, they could just like bring in the lorry with the car inside, and they could get like the double double sponsorship. Um, yeah, but now it's, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. We we should be like marketing specialists and United. I think. Speak for yourself. I already am. So. Oh. Unlucky. Um, but it's nice to see Ferguson on the telly. It's not like I don't see him every week in the stands, every time United <laughs> yeah. play. Um, yeah, but him. it was weird him and Mourinho and Wenger all sort of embracing. <laughs> it was a very strange sort of thing. I, I, I just thought of like the, the Friends intros <laughs> when they were together. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they were just messing about in a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> but Antonio, come, uh, Antonio Conte comes along and beats the crap out of them. Yep. I don't think he's friends with any of those people. Um, but yeah, um, this game ended 2-1. Um, Arsenal playing a very, very rotated team. Um, Mourinho wasn't taking any prisoners. He was like, I'm having this. I don't care. Yep. Um, Manchester United will play well against no one. We'll win games against everyone, is what I've known. Well, not everyone. Not West Brom. But you know what I mean? They, they're second in the league for a reason. Don't particularly, like, they get slated for not particularly playing very good football, but they win games at the end of the day. And... I mean, any other season they could have won the Premier League. It's just the fact that Guardiola's City are, are so good. Yeah, there's not that much to say about the game. You saw when Fellaini got brought on that he was going to score the the winner. It was very obvious <laughs> uh, because he, of course, had the the header uh, that hit the post, and Rashford mm-hmm. scored the offside goal. Uh, and you just saw like the plan: get get the ball to Ashley Young, he'll put it in, and. And Fellini will be there to score, and it's exactly what happened. Mm. Out of contract at the end of the season, Elias. They're going to be sad to see him go if he if he does indeed leave. I could see him signing for Chelsea. I don't want to see him sign for Chelsea. I can see him staying. Sell, sell Morata. No, what? Sell Morata. Get Giroud and Fellini up front. Apparently Chelsea are in for Martial as well, apparently. I'd love that. I, I can, like, straight swap, I've already said this, straight swap's Pedro for Martial. Such a bad deal for United, but <laughs> hey, who knows? Um, Fabregas could be involved. I yeah. think United have been loved Fabregas for ages, but um, I, I'd give, Mourinho I'd give Fabregas like or Bakayoko. Well, maybe mm. not Bakayoko. He's actually young. Uh, give Fabregas. Give Pedro. <laughs> uh, they can have Marcus Alonso as well if they want. <laughs> David Luiz is also always a bargaining chip as well. I mean, David Luiz can uh, can be a coach or something. He'll be at Real Madrid next season. Yeah, American. yes. <laughs> him and him and Sergio Ramos, what an amazing pairing. Um, yeah. So that was Arsene Wenger's last game at Old Trafford. A, a weird, a weird one. Um, because I feel like it shouldn't really matter. Um, and it was it it was it was a damp squib, really, but not as damp as Tottenham to Watford nil. Um, two teams who really. You know, I feel well. Maurizio Pochettino came out and said it was a big game after the game. I don't particularly think it was. Neither team particularly played with much intensity. Um, although Watford did give a bit of a go, but I don't. Yeah, I don't really think any, either of these teams gave it a hundred percent. It was very much a season-ending performance for both of these sides. Um, Harry Kane had about four goals disallowed. Yeah, he likes being offside. So does Morata. <laughs> so. <laughs> Straight swap. Straight oh, swap. Oh no. No, I wouldn't take that. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fabregas be fuming. He'll lose all his assists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that doesn't work. Never mind. Oh, well. I tried to make a Harry Kane joke, and it's such a bad joke, I messed it up. Um, Down into the championship then. Um, Hull nil. Cardiff 2. Fulham 2. Sunderland 1. Two big games. Um, Taking the final automatic promotion spot to the final day of the season. Um, one point ahead, Cardiff. I know you want Fulham to go up out of the two sides. Mm-hmm. I'm back in Cardiff. I know you're. Um, because I don't know. I I don't like I don't like Fulham. They did this last season. They did. They had this amazing run at the end of the season. They, they were rubbish at the start of the season this year and last year. I'm not having it. I'm not letting people forget. They don't deserve it. You got to be consistent through the whole season. Oh yeah. And not to mention the fact that Cardiff, you know. Have loads of rubbish players, <laughs> and Vincent Tan as the as their owner. Yes, which yes. is also well, another point why I hate the club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fair, but Fulham do have the owner who's trying to buy Wembley. So, yeah, well, he's he's got a right to put in an offer. 
It's up to the FA to decide if they want to accept it or not. I disagree. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you should respect the institutions of the footballing wow. greatness that is England, and you shouldn't be allowed to offer. This isn't. This isn't like. This isn't the Price Is Right or something like that. You can't just come along and put bids on stadiums. You should respect our institutions, and you should. Oh, I don't know. I'm just going full Brexit for for the sake of no, no reason. Nice. Um, so yeah, but that Fulham win relegated Sunderland. Well, they were relegated last week, but it relegated them even more. Um, <laughs> Coleman decided he was going to throw in the towel or was sacked. I can't really remember which. Probably sacked. Um, like, uh, it's amazing. It's Why did he take that job? <laughs> it's a sinking ship and he just decided to stay with it. He, he, he hopped on the sinking ship. Yeah. That was the problem. It was already sinking. He was just like, I'm going to... There were so many jobs that came up. I remember like he took this job and then like the West Brom job came up. Yeah. And you know, and he was being touted after the magic he did with Wales for all these big jobs. And he ended up going to Sunderland and now his reputation's even lower than it was. Yeah. Sad. Um it's a shame Michael can't be on today because he would be able to wrap up the relegation status in the championship a lot better than I can. But Burton getting a big win over Bolton, Tuna Barnsley, Barnsley, uh Tuna over at Brentford and Birmingham lost 3-1 to QPR. So it's going to the last day. Um, looks like it's between Barnsley and Burton, I think. Uh, Birmingham mm. have a chance of going down, but I don't, th- I don't think so. Mm. I think it's someone else down there as well. I'm not sure. Reading. Uh, but Reading on the same points as Birmingham. Birmingham have uh, the second worst uh, goal difference between those three teams. Uh, Birmingham, Barnsley, Burton. Uh, Burton are on the same points as Barnsley. But with minus twenty point, uh, minus twenty goal difference, uh, worse. So Birmingham's got Fulham, uh, last day of the season uh, away. I yeah. think no at at home, definitely at home because Michael wanted to go, but didn't in the end or didn't mm. to not go. Uh, Barnsley got Derby at home, no away. So well, we know what Derby can do. It's, it's Gary Rowett at <laughs> Derby now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael doesn't like the fact that it's Gary Rowett has a po- like as a, <laughs> a hand in maybe relegating Birmingham. Um, and Burton have Preston North End away. Oh, that's a tough game. Preston going for playoffs. Cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, Birmingham need one point pretty much to, to be safe against Fulham. Ooh. And Fulham wants three points to... Uh, Past Cardiff, who <laughs> who are playing Reading mm. at home, if it's if yeah, it's not should, snowing, sh- of course they should win. <laughs> they should win that. Uh, you would have thought, but Birmingham, the masters of making things interesting on the final day, of course. So you never know; they could uh, go down and be the completely other end of dramatic that um, that they have been previously. Um, Going into the playoff spots then, Preston with a good win away at Sheffield United, putting them within two points of playoffs, I believe. Um, Millwall have a slight chance of overtaking Derby, but at the moment it looks like it's going to be, um, well, out of Fulham or Cardiff, whoever misses out there. It's going to be Villa, Middlesbrough, and probably Derby. Some big names in those playoff spots. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be a former pre- high ticket. Yeah, former Premier League clubs in the whole top six, um, mm. like recent Premier League clubs. So, yeah, it's interesting to see will actually go up uh, because of course I, I I like to see like if I say modern Premier League clubs I'm thinking like mid 2000s 2010 yeah. like, uh, like Michael won't be happy that I'm going to say that I do think Villa deserves to be in the Premier League yeah. uh, but it did. they just feel like a Premier League club uh, to me uh, Middlesbrough is probably the, the one I don't think should go up out of those Tony Pulis. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I so, so I've called out his exotic football, and I don't <laughs> want him to go up. <laughs> there's there's one. There's Burnley. You don't need another one. Mm. You don't need another one. Yeah. So what? Um, so Wolves, Fulham, Villa are my shout. Oh, so you're saying Cardiff are going to bottle it and then bottle playoffs? Yes. Lovely, lovely. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. League One, MK Dons relegated, which means they're below AFC Wimbledon in the Football League. <laughs> which means something to some th- th- people i don't know yeah. like so obviously do you, you know the mk don story ellis i assume i do yeah so yeah i don't know i, I mean there's mk don's fans there's wimbledon fans 
There are bad. There are no bad guys. Only football. Football always wins. Football always wins, indeed. <laughs> uh, Northampton, all but mathematically down. I think they need like a ten goal swing. Um, I think they are gone after a one 0 loss to Walsall. So, League One. What, an, what? I mean, I mentioned. I said it was the most pointless league at the start of the season. Yep. I'm going to reiterate it now. My girlfriend's not happy because she's about to watch Plymouth on TV right beside me. She's giving me the dirtiest look. <laughs> but um, depending on that game, playoffs could be interesting. Um, I think Blackburn and Wigan are on a final day shootout to decide who's going to win the league. I think there's Blackburn are two points behind Wigan, I think, on the last day. Um, so, you know, it could be a final shock there. Yeah. But we don't know. Blackburn back on the march up the Football League again. And Wigan, of course. Um, down to League Two then. Uh, Chesterfield one, Wickham two. Wickham securing their League One status for next season after being already relegated. Chesterfield they join Luton and Accrington in the third tier next season. Um, congratulations to them. And that is the end of the football league. It's not. Um, well, it's not. Sorry, I've jumped the gun again. Go on, Elias. Talked about Gainsborough, Trinity, and Tamworth last uh, episode. That's not the football league. That's well, non-league. Yeah, I said. I said. I said, <laughs> I said yeah. Yeah, okay. So we talked about Gainsborough, Trinity, and Tamworth FC both being uh, relegated from the Vanarama National League North. Uh, and they also played each other on the last day uh, of the league. Where Gainsborough, Trinity won 3 0, and Tamworth are even more in the, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, on on t- uh, Tamworth's Twitter, they've been putting out like pictures before the game where. They've got like awards for top goal scorer, like players, like fans player of the season and stuff like that. And they've just been <laughs> smiling. And then you get the pictures after the game, where there there was some like a mass, like a massive fight in the last game, I think. And it, the atmosphere is not very good if you're a team that's getting relegated. No. Um. The reason Elias keeps mentioning Townsworth, by the way, is because we have a football manager. I was Borgner Regis for ages, and I, I followed them on Twitter as a result. The most boring Twitter account on the hist- in the history of football Twitter, I think. They literally tweeted, this was three continu- like consecutive tweets. I think it was the lineup, kickoff, and then half-time, nil-nil. <laughs> that was literally three tweets in a row. There was no action in the, in the game, apparently. Either that, or the guy just couldn't be bothered to write it up. But hey... I think we're I think we're actually planning to do a football manager, save all three of us, aren't we? And gonna we are, depending when make they, that viewable. That yeah, if it's for next for manager, or if it's gonna be in the the fall, autumn, late summer, sometime. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I think that is the end of part three, and we're gonna be heading across to Europe in part four, even though we're already in Europe. But I'm talking Fun. about the mainland Europe. Fun. <laughs> we'll see you in a moment. Thank you so much for listening to the In The Mixer podcast. Whether on iTunes or any other podcast app, we'd appreciate feedback and reviews. We're also on YouTube, but it goes up much quicker on all podcast services. Thank you so much for listening again, and we'll catch you in the mixer. Welcome back to part four of the In The Mixer podcast. We're going to be talking about European football now, and where else to start? Well, sadly, Napoli bottling Syria, when it was all... Well, it wasn't really all there. Juventus with a fantastic comeback on Saturday. Um, two, two one downs at 10-man enter. With like five minutes to go, and somehow turned it around to win. It's being um, investigated by uh, by the Italian <laughs> FA, see if it's actually legit or not. Uh huh. Uh huh. That sounds about right. Um, and then Napoli bottling it three 0 away to Fiorentina. Um, interestingly, red cards in the first ten minutes for both uh, the teams that were uh, against Juventus, both in the title race and on the on the pitch. But hey, I'm not saying anything. No, I'm only I'm only joking, of course. But um, yeah, Juventus all but sealed the title now, and you know it's it's sad after such a fantastic win for Napoli last weekend to then go out on such a in such a limp way. Giovanni um, Simeone has had a good season for wasn't there, Fiorentina. Mm, I uh, think like, did he score a hat trick? He scored a hat trick, yeah. Mm. Uh, and yeah, his dad will be happy with him. His dad will be happy. You know, he may be there next season. Antoine Griezmann's replacement, maybe. Will uh, Simeone be there next season, though? Ooh. Ooh. Where would he go, though? Arsenal. I can see that. I, I can see that happening and being the most, like, the biggest clash of football, like, mentality and squad. Who is it I saw today? I saw, um... Oh, is it the... Is it the... Uh, oh, the Shakhtar manager? What's his name? I can't remember. Fune- 
Oh, I forget his name. He wore the Zorro mask, didn't he, when they beat Man City in the Champions League? Whoa, but yeah, he, he he's apparently <laughs> no, he's apparently been reached. Like Arsenal apparently reached out to him. Apparently that is a a thing going around. Only rumors, of course, so we can't say anything. Um, we also didn't mention Eddie Howe's apparently in the running for that as well. But There's hey, a lot of, Arsenal, a lot of managers in the running for that. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a lot of assistant managers in the running for that. Hmm. Mm. But if they want a if they want a true winner, you know, someone who can bring league titles, someone who, you know, just has it in the DNA of winning league titles, look no further than Brendan Rodgers, Elias, because he's wrapped up Celtic's seventh league title in a row after a five nil drubbing of Rangers. But Brendan Rodgers is a Chelsea fan. But he's been linked with Arsenal, and that's all that matters. He's also half Spanish. He's more than half Spanish. It is. In his footballing philosophy. Brendan Fernandez Rogers. Brendan Fernandez Rogers. <laughs> um, Elias, you wanted to speak about Gerard going to Rangers last weekend. It's even more close now. It looks like it's actually going to be announced very, very soon. Um, so you've got the opportunity to speak about it. What do you think? I don't know. It feels like it's a man with heart going to a club with fans that have a heart. <laughs> but are not hearts. <laughs> I can't make sense of that sentence. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Is it is he good enough to be a manager? Well, it's the Scottish league, so yeah. Anybody? <laughs> oh wow, that's a dig. That's a dig. That's a dig to a whole country. No, to um, the league, not the not to the country this time. I only okay. do that to Bournemouth. <laughs> that, that huge European country, Bournemouth, yeah. of course. Um, but Graham Murphy has stepped down apparently from Rangers or been sacked. I'm not sure after this, which you would assume opens the door for Gerard to come in. Um, has had history in the Liverpool youth um, coaching setup, so we'll see what happens. But of course, there has, I mean, he has cost Brendan Rodgers a league title before, so it could, it could happen again. It could happen again. Um, but we'll see if he slips into the role. Um, particularly, particularly well. Uh, but, but like, in all seriousness, it's it's. I hope he does really well because then he'll definitely get the Liverpool job next. <laughs> yeah, you know that's exactly what will happen. It will. If he even has the slightest amount of success, he's straight in at Liverpool after Klopp, <laughs> guaranteed. Um, off to Spain now. Barcelona wrapping up La Liga. Double two for two. Barcelona four. Um, Iniesta. It was all sort of really about him. I mean, it was, I think Messi got another hat trick, um, but yeah, it was all sort of about Iniesta's final, final league title in in Spain. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Barcelona have now won seven of the last ten La Ligas. I saw someone tweet. I saw someone tweet. They've won seven of the last ten La Ligas. Like the dominance of Barcelona is unreal. I'm completely forgetting that Real Madrid are going for their third Champions League in a row. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. But no, honestly, like a great season for Barcelona. They still have the opportunity to go unbeaten. Um, which I'm sure Real Madrid are chomping at the bit for the Clasico. Um, is it next weekend actually, or is it? It must be. It must be this weekend, surely, or it might, it might be the weekend after. I'm not sure, but um, it's coming up anyway. And there's been a few quotes coming out about the uh, about the um, the the Guard of Honor or the uh, is it? It's called a Guard of Honor, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not but, in um, Spain, yeah. probably. No, but well, uh, yeah, there was something like. There was like a quote going around. I'm not sure even sure it's true. It's probably not true, but it was funny nonetheless. There's PK saying, um, "We didn't give Real Madrid a guard of honor when they were in the cl- when they won the Club World Cup because we didn't compete in it. So we don't expect them to give us a guard of honor because they didn't compete in La Liga <laughs> or something like that." Woo! Which, if that's true, mega. That is yeah, great. I love it's that. Great. <laughs> it's a lovely. I mean, I don't like PK, but I'm a fan of anyone who can turn up the turn up the heat on a Clasico. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, it, what anything else to talk about about Europe? Because I'm all out of I'm all out of notes. Um, I'll be honest. Benevento three three, Bakri Sagna scoring oh. the <laughs> the three three goal in the ninetieth minute. Are you happy if that happens? If you know you're relegated, or oh, like what what emotions go through your head there? Because they I, I, they they've I just know. let they've just let in two goals by a man called Kevin Lasagna. <laughs> in the 78th and 79th minute and then Bakary Sagna who's known for his prolific goal scoring goes up and scores the last to get another point in the uh, the Serie A so they're now a massive 18 points after 35 games 
It's not. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not quite 0.5 points a game. I mean, it's over that threshold at least. Yeah. Um. But hey, we could talk so about who's the striker you said scored. Oh, sorry. Sorry, who's the striker you said scored twice for Kevin Lasagna? Yeah. Oh. Mm. I like him. He's got a lot of layers to his play. Oh, <laughs> we could talk about. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Yeah, Red Bull Leipzig uh, <laughs> trying trying the hardest to bottle uh, European uh, football next season. Uh, after losing three 0 to Mainz, who uh, mm. who are pretty much just safe in the uh, Bundesliga, yes, uh, and Naby Keita getting sent off in the the ninetieth minute or ninety sixth minute for a double yellow card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking... Fourth time this season in all competitions he's been sent off. Got to got to remember he's going to be a Liverpool player next season, mm. which I had totally forgot. Apparently, um, if they miss out on Champions League football, Liverpool have to pay less money. Ooh. So it's good for Liverpool. Good for Liverpool if they miss out on that. But yeah, his disciplinary record is something that Liverpool fans will be worried about. I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's like Granit Xhaka to Arsenal. I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, we'll see who he might be. Maybe Abu Dhabi. Maybe Yaya Torre. He could be... We don't know. Well, I mean, I've either really lazy or never play. Could be the next Bakayoko. Uh, oh yes, please. <laughs> um, okay, should we do heroes and villains then? Because I completely forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, that's um, the thing, and I always forget. I don't have any ready. Do you have any? Uh, hero. Um, go on, you go first. Hero, I'd just say probably Wilfred Saar. Uh, just that five 0 thrashing and just the things he's brought to Palace. Since coming mm. back, it's just yeah. Or Christian Benteke. Can I give it to two players? Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. Wilfred Saar and Christian Benteke because Benteke won the penalty and actually scored the penalty this time. So, was it Milojevic Mil- or I can't? I never pronounced yeah. his name. He he gave him the ball, didn't he? He, yeah. he literally. Did, I think it was him who just gave him the ball. Yeah. Like, no, it's yours. Yeah, and uh, respect him. He wants to stay at Palace. I think he should stay at Palace. He's he's a lot better of a player than he showed this season. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I just like you can see how low his confidence is, and I like even though it's just a penalty, I think that meant so much to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You never like to see a footballer like that low on confidence because you know. I mean, they literally have no other strikers, and he's still not getting in the team. That's how much he's struggling at the moment. But you hope next season he'll bounce back. Where is he in terms of uh, the Belgium? set up is he just not is it Batshuayi Lukaku and Mertens I assume he's just not well it depends if Batshuayi is um, fully fit oh of course yeah so uh, he may still have a chance of going to the World Cup yeah I don't expect him to play though no of course not but even getting in that squad is going to be a yeah. confidence boost for him but anyway I'm, I'm not 100% sure how that is um, I'll give my hero to Dusan Tadic because two very important goals um, I didn't like. I, I mean, I hate it when the teams are in a position like Southampton are, and then when a player scores, he feels the need to point to the name on the back of his shirt yeah. when he scores. But you can't deny the fact that he scored very two, two very important goals. And you said is that it was a toe poke. I actually quite liked his second finish. Oh, yeah. um, I thought it was uh, a bit of uh, ingenuity and an, an unorthodox finish. Um, but perhaps the reason why he tries all that stuff is why he's only got a few goals this season and not not a lot more. But hey. It's a pretty selfish you... playmaker, to be fair. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like he should be doing more. Mm. Like I mean, was it last season when he was unbelievable, or the season before? I can't remember. But under, um, oh, it would have been under Kuma, wouldn't it? He was playing really, really well in that side. And I mean, I guess it's not his fault that the team's been picked to pieces. But you wonder, you feel like he should be doing more, maybe as well as some of those other players. Okay, Villanelli, you got you got one ready that isn't yeah, Eddie Howe. I'm gonna, yeah. I, well, I can't give it to Eddie Howe this season. No, today, because they they did score a goal, at least. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to agree with Rafa Benitez, and I'm going to say the Newcastle Newcastle squad for not turning up to the game at all. Uh, Rafa Benitez said after the game that the players need to rethink the way they play football because we got a future ahead. So... Yeah, that's why I'm giving it to them, because I'm agreeing with Rafa Benitez. I actually think he's a really sensible guy. <laughs> <laughs> what a turnaround. Yeah. What a turnaround. Um, are you are you in the majority of Le- uh, Chelsea fans? Well, I don't even know if it's the majority, but the, the group of Chelsea fans that didn't like him when he was in charge, even though he won Euro- Europa League. 
I, d I didn't mind him, but it didn't really fit the way that I see Chelsea as a as a club. <laughs> to be fair, mm. but of course he won. He won the competition he was in, uh, so I can't blame him for that. Yeah, um, I'm going to give my villain to, or oh, I mean, I I kind of want to give it to Fellaini, but then I kind oh. of am happy he ruined Wenger's. Oh, okay. Big old emotional. I thing. thought you were going to give it to Napoli. So that I mean, I could do. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I feel like Juventus. Well, I mean, was it ever really in doubt? Were we sort of wishful thinking almost? You were know. wishful like thinking, we, yeah. I was wishful thinking, <laughs> but um, it's the seventh trophy. Looks like it's going to be a seventh Italian title for Juventus, which puts them on a par with Celtic. Who's who's going to lose a league title first, Elias? I'm having your prediction right now: Juventus or Celtic? Probably Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that just shows how competitive Serie A is, oh. I think. But we'll see what happens next season. Um, okay, I think we wrap it. We wrap that up. Um, so, do you want to do you want to say goodbye and give the listeners your well wishes? Well, I can give the 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 listeners uh, some well wishes, but to say goodbye is just too emotional to me. So I'm just gonna leave you in silence. Just gonna turn away slowly with some violin music. As you walk off into the sunset. Okay, <laughs> he's he's already gone. The sunset, the sunset, the sun has set, the moon's out. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll say goodbye from the lonely in the mixer studio. Um, and yeah, we will catch you next week, uh, same time, same place. We will catch you in the mixer. Tata. <laughs>